Hi, welcome to Story Hall, a podcast exploring the lore behind the most important stories in the world. So pull up a chair by the fireplace and let us put a story in your hole. <laughs> Hi, I'm Joey. Hi, I'm Brian. I'm Kevin. I'm Roger. And this is Story Hall. And when our powers combine. (laughs) That's our intro. That's what we do every time. Uh Every single time. (laughs) Yeah. You already heard our voices, though, because there's the intro before the intro as well. We have two of those. Yeah. You only. They're special for you. Congratulations. Hi, guys. How are y'all doing? Doing well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've got big Mm -hmm. news. Ooh, what's the news? Tiger King is back for a second season. Is it really? Same cast? That feels so sad to me. Just trying to, it was a time and a place. You just need to let it go, Tiger King. It's not, it's not going to happen again. The product of an actual pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. What are they going to, what's, what's it going to follow now? New animals. It seems like they're trying to prove that he is wrongfully incarcerated. Really? It feels like, it feels like you're in middle school you're playing spin the bottle. You just got your first kiss from somebody, and now you're hanging around their house trying to get a second kiss. It's not going to happen. Oh, uh, yeah. Real perverted. Just with like a bottle. Yeah. Just waiting <laughs> hey, for your hey. chance. <laughs> you want to play again? <laughs> you guys listen to that, um, the serial podcast? Yeah. 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 First season <laughs> was mean? great. I, I have a heart. It beats. I just like, did you listen to the second season? <laughs> Yeah, same thing, right? Yeah, really yeah lost very their... <laughs> bad and w- weird. Mm. Oh, that's oh. right. I remember when they, they started the second season, it was just like, last time we were talking about this a big critical case. This time we're going to flip it on its ear and talk about something else. It was yeah. like, <laughs> it was like, really weird. It was... I mean, people are probably saying the same thing about season two of Story Hole, though. Yeah. yeah. Season one, three, knocking it out of the park with, with Slimer, you know. Um, what else do we do? I think Slimer was like number five, actually. <laughs> I think Slimer is super early. And then season two, we come in with a bunch of bullshit, a bunch of lame ass. Uh, yeah. yeah. But here's the thing is that we're on season four now and we're like Michael Keaton bringing him up again this episode. Hey. Now he's back. Which one is this season, though? Is that the clone of the clone? This is this is Birdman, Birdman though. No, this is just Michael Keaton himself. Oh, this isn't a multiplicity anymore. reference. <laughs> No, just Michael Keaton, because now he's back and he's better than ever. Okay. He's gone for a while. Or even Brendan Fraser. I wanted to tell somebody that Roger was touching my peppy, though. Oh, you can still do that, right? Is, that, is that a multiplicity reference? No. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, it's just a yeah, Don't like, tell Roger, Joey. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's mad. I really, I really uh, got to watch that movie. so mad. Yeah, it's I mean, very I've read funny. the book. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen the play. Did you guys see the play when it was out? <laughs> Off-Broadway. <laughs> mm. Yeah, oh. Off-Broadway for sure. <laughs> I only see musicals, which I love. We've established that in my canon. Okay. Well, this one was musical and it was in French. So it's right oh. up your alley. Je suis un very good. Je suis pepe. <laughs> um, very good. Yeah, yeah je suis pepe. Um, anyway, let's get start the show, yeah? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So when you guys think about Sesame Street, do you also think that they're Muppets or do you think those are two distinctly different things? Oh, two different things. Oh, they're Muppets for sure. No, they're definitely Wait, Muppets. Wait, hold on, hold on. Sorry. Any I, Muppet I, made by Jim Henson is a Muppet, yeah, right? Yeah, I take back my answer. You felt like they were different, Joey? I felt like they were different and like they're the same. Because they're, they're definitely the same type of creature, but there's a distinction between the two of them. It's like one Sesame Street, <laughs> which has humans and stuff involved, and the other ones are the Muppets. 
which are like a cast of the All Stars. They have their own show and like. No, I mean, you know, there's like, very different. Joey, there's humans involved in the Muppet Show too. They have like guests yeah. on that are humans. There's humans in that world too. I feel like the Muppets can stand alone and do things on their own. They don't need to have like the guests. They can just have their own little skits and stuff. I don't know. I, I see what you're saying. I'm just saying that I felt like they are distinctly two different things. I hope, the, I hope this episode is purely about arguing if Muppets and Sesame Street are the same thing. Because I feel like I, I feel very strongly about this. I could talk about this for an hour. No problem. Yeah, I, I didn't know that I felt strongly about this until <laughs> just now. I never even posed the question before. I mean, we're almost at five minutes. It's like saying, hey, do you think uh, do you think Ross from Friends and Niles Crane from Frasier, are they both humans? Because <laughs> they're on made by God. Shows. Everything made by God is a human, I think. <laughs> All right, well, fuck me, I guess, everyone. Uh, can I throw a wrench into the gears on this one? What does that make Big Bird? Big Bird is on Sesame Street, but he's he's a Muppet. Is he a Muppet, though? Because he's a man wearing that, a costume. Well, so, so are some of the Muppets on The Muppet Show, like Sweetums. Sweetums. Well, I mean... The thing is, there's different. There's a different uh, uh, amount. Some of them are ones that have like sticks for hands. Some of them have a hand that's their actual hand and a hand that's their mouth. Uh, some of them have voice actors. Some Big Bird is controlled by several people, several grown men. So I think that the uh, there's I don't know. There's I think there's a distinction to be made. But at the same time, they are all still Muppets. They are technically they're all from all of Jim Henson's creatures. Roger is correct. All of Jim Henson's creatures are Muppets. Okay, but anyway. Uh, do you guys know what Muppet stands for? I'm just curious if you know. Man um, puppet. It's an acronym. Man meat puppet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not an acronym. It's it's uh, two words combined. My, my puppet. Mm-hmm. My puppets. It's a it's a marionette and a puppet. Oh damn. Oh. Okay. I was almost. I was just about to say it. Oh, sorry. Well, um, I wasn't really. I was just kidding. <laughs> I guess we could probably skip this. I was going to ask you guys if you had a favorite Jim Henson puppet, including like Fraggle Rock or Dark Crystal or anything. But uh, let's just let's just move ahead, yeah. Sure. sure. So today, I actually wanted to talk about one of these Muppets. Uh, it is on Sesame Street, and uh, uh, it is the Cookie Monster. So today, we're going to look at the history of this crazy guy. <laughs> uh, how would you guys describe the Cookie Monster? Blue, crazy, hungry, blue, hairy. <laughs> Loves uh, cookies. Mm-hmm. Intense. Monster. <laughs> He's a blue googly-eyed puppet with a ravenous appetite. He loves chocolate chip the most, but also oatmeal second. But the first time the world saw the Cookie Monster, he wasn't actually the Cookie Monster yet. He was known as the Wheel Stealer. He was uh, part of a three-monster gang of puppets that Jim Henson developed for a General Mills commercial in 1966. And they were created to advertise three boxes of snack treats. The first of which were a cheese snack called Wheels, uh, which the familiar monster shovels into his mouth chaotically. Uh, you know, and there's other treats too. There are the flutes, which a crow-like monster ate, and there were the crowns, which a large beast burst through a wall to eat. But the thing that stands out most to me is that the first cookie monster has a full mouth of sharp teeth. Does he not normally have teeth? Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of him right here. I think on Sesame Street, he just has like a, a, a lovable oh, soft gummy. mouth, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he, he, he looks a little ferocious. Yeah. Yeah, he does. You he know, kind of looks like the, you remember those um, Christmas, like, were they claymation or stop motion? Yeah. The Abominable Snowman from Rudolph. It kind of looks like the Abominable Snowman. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. exactly what I was going for, Kevin. You nailed it. Kevin, don't you hate that guy? 
I do. <laughs> As you mentioned, I can't look at this anymore. <laughs> you know what's weird? Looking at this picture, we're looking at a photo of the original Cookie Monster, and he's he's sitting next to a box of uh, which is a General Mills cheese wheels. It's like mm-hmm. a cheese cracker, like a cheese it. It makes me uh, sad that I I didn't know these existed, but I'm never going to get a chance to try these cheese snacks. I feel like that's like a whole new cheese it that I'll never get to experience. Yeah, you could probably find it. I bet it's just a cheese it, right? I'll, I'll make some for you. Don't worry. Don't worry, your little head. I'll I'll make some for you for Christmas. You guys ever had better cheddars? Yeah, mm. I can't. I think so. Yeah. So good, so good. I don't remember them being so good. Oh, they're way better than cheese its hands down. Oh, come on, they are. <laughs> hey, Roger, do you like cheese its more than you like goldfish? Uh, here's my ranking. It goes uh, better cheddars, cheese its, cheese nips. Goldfish. Oh wow! What high for cheese nips? Wow. Mm-hmm. What? Yep. Roger. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't trust you anymore. The only thing the goldfish has going for itself is it's shaped like a fish. If they weren't shaped like a fish, nobody would give a shit. Yeah, they're not that great. They don't even I taste like, like fish. You, you guys, they taste like fish. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you got to try better cheddars. Cheese nips are terrible, though. Hey, hey, come yeah, on, dude. Cheese nips, you can show those on my ass. I don't want to eat them. <laughs> <laughs> in the wrong hole. Uh, anyway, what's interesting about the more chaotic and violent appearance of the original Cookie Monster is that this time, Jim Henson was intentionally uh, developing advertising puppets with a really violent streak. And so, like, in some other coffee commercials for a company called Wilkins Coffee, for instance, puppets would bully or attack the weaker puppets with, like, guillotines and broken bottles, stabbing to the point of visible blood or shooting them with a real gun. Like, Google sadistic Jim Henson commercials anyone at home on YouTube for reference but for you guys it's the second link uh, in the discord give me a cold shave do you drink Wilkins coffee? never my friend this is gonna be the closest shave you've ever had you gotta run against the Wilkins coffee party? start the race why do you want to get that going? nobody beats Wilkins you know people who don't drink Wilkins coffee just blow off sometimes oh that's a lot of see what I mean? What is the point of this? It's weird because it has like kind of a Kermit energy. This main character, he's like Kermit if Kermit wasn't a frog. He's got the same voice and the same mannerisms, but he's also violent. So it makes me feel weird. They're all variations of Kermit or Ernie, to be honest. Did you get to the one with the steam or the, is it steamroller? The roller Mm -hmm. thing that flattens them? That commercial made me laugh. What after that? He stabs coffee. him and he wipes his knife off with a. Uh, it's like bleeding. He wipes his blade off. He yeah. has like blood it's on it. It's odd. So these are all these ads are just basically a, a poor man's Kermit asking another Muppet, "Hey, do you drink Wilkins coffee?" And the other Muppet says, "No." And then poor man's Kermit just kills him for no yeah. reason. Cold blood. <laughs> it's yeah. their names are Wilkins and Wonkins. We don't really need to get into them so much. But I thought for the sake of showing where Jim Henson was at at this period, uh, you know, pre Sesame Street. Uh, it, it, it takes a pretty drastic turn eventually, right? That's crazy. In the year following, Jim Henson would go on to use the wheel stealer in a training video for the employees of IBM Computers. And the wheel stealer, this is like the uh, the um, proto Cookie Monster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the video was called a Coffee Break Machine, and it contained these like small sketches, uh, like that of the eventual Sesame Street show. So in this case, the wheel stealer, aka um, the early Cookie Monster would interact with the large sentient computer. It sat atop a desk like a computer would, and it also had moving eyes and a mouth that would emote when the machine spoke. 
Um, as the machine talks about its mechanical components and advanced capabilities, the real Steeler puppet would begin eating parts of the machine, and then began to panic. The monster puppet would begin removing the machine's eyes to snack on, and eventually tear the body apart and consume the machine in its entirety bit by bit. And eventually, the machine would initiate an anti-vandalism measure from within the monster's stomach, which basically is just a self-destruct sequence, and the end result is the uh, proto-cookie monster blowing up from the inside out. Oh, my God. Jeez. Man. Man, these commercials, I have no sense of what they're trying to do. This is, <laughs> it takes a while for him to eat that computer. It's just, just disturbing. Yeah. It's well, long. This one's a training video. <laughs> I just don't understand. I mean, yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But they haven't, they haven't found that, that they landed yet. You know, Jim Henson's still out just hustling right now. Yeah. Uh, now, for two years... This puppet would go on to advertise products, eventually landing at Frito-Lay, the chip company. Mm -hmm. Only now he was rebranded as Arnold the Munching Monster. (laughs) But shortly after this, he would get his television debut on the Ed Sullivan Show performing his IBM computer dinner routine. And this routine would go on to be duplicated in The Muppet Show, featuring a different front character called the Luncheon Counter Monster. Wow, that guy's cool looking. Ooh. You think so? I feel like he's like the a trashier Where the Wild Things monster. Yeah, he looks like Where the Wild yeah. Things are, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I yeah. really like it, though. Like, he's got like weird discolored bags under his eyes. He looks like he's, he's hairy. Yeah. He looks yeah. like mangy. Mm-hmm. He definitely looks like he smells. Yeah. yeah. It's like yeah, Where the Wild definitely. Things Are meets Oscar the Grouch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Maybe there's, maybe there's a lineage there. Three years later, the contract with Frito Lay expired. And uh, Jim Henson chose not to renew the contract because he began working on Sesame Street. And at this time, Frank Oz, a.k.a. Yoda, would join the team as the puppeteer and take over this monster puppet, among others. And his first sketch was one in which uh, the monster was on a game show. And when he won the game, he was given the choice of a prize between a trip to Hawaii, a new car, $10,000, or a cookie. To which the monster chose the cookie and officially became known as the Cookie Monster on Sesame Street. Huh. Hmm. Could have been the Vacation Monster. Did that sketch kind of establish that he loved cookies before that? Uh, no, there was no, there was nothing else prior to that. He just, it was his first time. Yeah, and so he just. Okay. This monster loved cookies, and now he's the Cookie Monster. At this point, he would shoot up in fame, moving on to two famous Sesame Street sketches. One of them was along Kermit the Frog, who was teaching about the the letter W. Every time the cookie monster takes a bite, he removes one of the little lines from the letter. So when you take a bite of, you know, the W has five lines. You take mm-hmm. one of those lines away, it turns to the letter N. And you take the next one away, it turns to the letter V. Wait. And eventually it turns to the letter I, and he eats the whole thing. I think a W only has four lines. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry, yeah. Yeah, it has, has five points and four lines. <laughs> like a shooting star. <laughs> so, <laughs> fun current fact, although he is the famous Muppet, this brings me back to the beginning, uh, he was originally on Sesame Street for the first season. Uh, and then Jim Henson knew that Kermit was destined for to be his number one and bigger things and wanted to pull him away after season one so he could focus more on developing him for the Muppet Show, his second project. Uh, anyway, in addition to this Kermit sketch, Cookie Monster also sang the famous C is for Cookie song and... He then became one of the key players on Sesame Street. So, the wheel stealer turned into Arnold the Munching Monster and finally arrived at what we know as today as the Cookie Monster. This version lost its sharp teeth. It's left-handed. It's the only main puppet with five fingers instead of four. He loves poetry. And also, 
Cookie Monster is still not his real name. Arnold. Did, do we, did he go back to Arnold? Do we know what his real name is? Yeah. The, the Cookie Monster's real name is Sidney, or Sid for short. What? Sid? And we know, <laughs> yeah. And we know this because there's a flashback to when he was a baby in one of the episodes. And the Cookie Monster recalls that he wasn't born with the name Cookie Monster. More recently, he even tweeted about it about 10 years ago, and it read, It just nicknamed that stuck. Do I, should, I mean, should I do the Cookie Monster voice? Yeah, yeah you have to. You have to do okay, it. Okay, fuck. Okay, okay. <clears throat> It just nicknamed that stuck. Me don't remember me real name. Maybe it was Sydney. <laughs> so either way, that's very good. Okay, anyway, during this flashback, uh, we also see his grandmother, who is also a blue monster. And actually, over the course of the last fifty years, viewers have actually met tons of Cookie Monster relatives. He has a huge family. And Cookie Monster, uh, he has a dad named Pop, and he wears glasses and a tie, and he shares his son's appetite. His mother uh, as well. She's gone through a, a kind of a glow up though since her first appearance. That's his mom. Yeah, the first one's his or the mom's original appearance, and then the second one is the current mom's appearance. So she, yeah, she went through a little bit of a glow up uh, over the years. In the first one, she kind of just looks like Cookie Monster wearing a dress, but the second one, yeah. she has like a ponytail yeah. with a hot pink scrunchie mm-hmm. and makeup. Yeah, she's got eyeliner on. She looks good. Yeah, she she looks real good. Yeah, she's great for her age. Yeah, <laughs> she'll work done. She had some flocking done. Some earrings. Yeah. Uh-huh. She's a real Camilf. Ooh. <laughs> she does have like a crazy wig in the first one. I don't think you guys can see it, but she just looks kind of disheveled. Anyway, she got her life together. She's proud of him. Maybe he took care of her. Like, you know how rappers get famous and then they go back and take care of their mothers? Yeah. <laughs> um, I get, oh, maybe, maybe we don't know about that. <laughs> we'll do that in the next week's story. Does, <laughs> does the whole Cookie Monster family love cookies or is it mostly just Sydney? Well, we're going to get to that right now, actually. Okay. Mm. So he has a little sister and maybe an older sibling because he also babysits his nephew, Max, uh, in uh, Max Monster in one of the books. Uh, but the more fun family members are his cousins. So first off is Cousin Monster, a younger girl with red bows. She's Holy really smart. Shit. And wait, she... wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's The name is Cousin Monster? Yeah. Well, I mean, if Cookie Cousin... Monster is named Cookie yeah. oh. Monster because he's cookies, yeah. does Cousin Monster eat cousins? The answer is yes, canonically. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, that was probably just poorly thought out. Unless it is. I don't know. Not good at analogies on Sesame Street. They haven't done that week yet. <laughs> this is a Soylent Green situation for Sesame Street. But yeah, so it's Cousin Monster. She's a little girl. She's uh, She wears red bows. She's really smart. And she, to answer your question, Roger, prefers vegetables over cookies. Oh, interesting. Oh. Yeah, there's also Apple Monster. It's his cousin from the country that wears a straw hat and a red bandana around his neck. And he likes apples naturally. And then lastly, there's Biscuit Monster, <laughs> who's Cookie's British cousin who wears a bowler cap and speaks with an accent, but he also just eats cookies. biscuits. I like yeah. that. That's so, what they call cookies over there. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very cute. Across the pond. Yeah. Yeah. In addition to his family, we also have Cookie Monster pretending to be other characters sometimes, the most famous of which is Alistair. Ooh. He's the host of the uh, Monster Peace Theater. And he wears an English smoking jacket and has a, a pipe in his mouth. And he sits in a large fancy chair in a home library accompanied by like Rondo classical music. He speaks a bit more eloquently, but with the same kind of broken way of talking that we would expect from Cookie Monster. As he introduces chapters of an anthology series that naturally parodies Masterpiece Theater. So they cover like old books, poems, movies, shows from pop culture, including, uh, you know, things like Hamlet. But also like Lethal Weapon and Twin Peaks <laughs> uh, with a Cordy Twist. 
So, like, for the one for Twin Peaks, it's, it's called Twin Beaks. And uh, the Cookie Monster is Agent Cookie, and he's at a diner with a bunch of weird birds. And it, the music playing in the background is exactly like Twin Peaks. And he's trying to investigate why, it's, why the town's called Twin Beaks. <laughs> and so, you know, he's talking to all these birds, each of which has two beaks. Uh, and they all get upset or speak really cryptically or, or angrily at him whenever he asks about the town. And he comes up to a guy named David Finch, who's obviously a finch. He's a bird uh, who storms out of the diner. And eventually he asks the bird with the log uh, what's up with the town. And he turns the log over and it, <laughs> it reveals that there's a, a face on the log. And it says, how should I know? I'm a log. And anyway, it cuts back <laughs> to Alistair. It's a fever dream. That is Man. such a weird, deep cut. Well, it's, it's the Venn diagram of people watching yeah. Sesame Street and big yeah. Twin Peaks fans. I feel like that crossover. Yeah, I don't for? understand that at all. No kid is going to understand those deep Twin Peaks references. Well, I feel like it was really famous at that time. And so maybe that was what parents were watching. And that know. was the early version of putting adult jokes in for like kids that are, you know, so you know how it is, right? I was like Twin that. Peaks ever actually really famous? I thought so. Yeah, I think it was pretty, it was yeah. pretty big in the 90s, I yeah, think. I don't know so. about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyway, for anyone who doesn't watch that show or never watched that show, David Finch obviously is you know, uh, um, there's an homage to David Lynch. David Lynch and um, the bird with the log is the woman with the log. So anyway, you don't necessarily um, need to know that. But man, that must have been so confusing yeah. for kids. So confusing. Yeah, it was confusing for me just now. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and there's a really there's a there's a big kid in you, Evan, on the inside. That's right. Maybe that's what it is. That's what I like about you. You have a boyish charm. <laughs> anyway, at the end of each sketch, he always gobbles down his pipe, and that might sound weird, but through the iterations of Cookie, he's seen loving cookies. But the reality is, he just has an uncontrollable appetite for everything. And so, here are some notable items that he's eaten from a very very long list. I just took a couple so you guys could get an idea. Sample number one: the moon. Two, what? a Volkswagen he, Beetle. Wait, wait. He ate the moon? Yeah, in a very famous sketch, actually. He flies over and he, he says the moon looks, looks like a cookie. And since it is a cookie, oh, he flies the moon that. and eats it. Yeah. <laughs> he also eats a Volkswagen Beetle, a hot dog stand, a 1973 Ford F-250 truck, a brick wall, Sesame Street itself, uh, <laughs> the microphone at the NPR studio during a guest appearance when they're interviewing him, an Xbox 360, Stephen Colbert's Peabody Award, and then eventually eats healthy food. Oh, I was wondering if oh. that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, just to kind of set the stage, I'm not sure if you guys are aware, many of the characters on Sesame Street are placeholders for issues that children might face. So Big Bird, for instance, he has like a childlike limited understanding of the world, and he thinks everything's factual and doesn't understand nuance or in- innuendo, so he needs you know people to explain things to him. And then in doing so, they explain it to the kids who don't understand stuff that are watching the show. Oscar the Grouch teaches... Is Snuffleupagus a stand-in for kids that are too big and hairy? Because <laughs> I feel like I, I could have used that. Snuffleupagus actually has a bunch of controversy because he used to be the figment of uh, Big Bird's imagination. And uh, then they realized in doing so, since no one ever believed Big Bird, it would discourage kids who may have been like molested or abused from speaking out. Oh, so they actually ended up making him real in, in retrospect. Huh. Uh, yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah, so he has his own story. It's a little bit of a dark one. But like Oscar the Grouch teaches about recycling. Rudy demonstrates different family makeups because he has a stepsister and a stepmom. Telly has crippling anxiety and gets frustrated easily, so it helps the kids to calm down. And Rosita is bilingual and teaches about culture. Anyway, there's a bunch more. Cookie Monster's job, however. There's that other plague of children face being bilingual. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Cookie Monster's job is to teach about a healthy diet, and his incorrect method of speaking is also designed to allow children of different language abilities to relate, so they could also learn how to emote and communicate even if they couldn't speak or articulate themselves well. Now, in recent years, the Cookie Monster has had a segment where he runs a food truck along with Chef Gonger. He's a tiny little pink fella. He's a funny guy. Uh, and they, they learn about like where grapes come from and how pasta is made and what kitchen supplies are in really silly ways. So like he might put a strainer on his head because he thinks it's a hat. And then Chef Gonger explains that it's for noodles. Uh, but in other words, he doesn't really know that grapes grow on vines. But somehow he also has a commercial driver's license. <laughs> uh, now... <laughs> Uh, there's one more thing that I want to mention uh, about his influence on foods in the Sesame Street universe, and I think it's best to set the stage for this in a short from 1992. So, Cookie Monster is about to have a party for his birthday, and his grandmother sent him a surprise basket of chocolate chip cookies. Naturally, he thinks it's a good idea to eat one, but he does. But then he thinks, well, it's probably a good idea to have another, and then two more, and then he devours the rest. And he realizes that... Now that he's eaten all these cookies, there's no more cookies to share at his party. And he feels terrible, and he decides he needs, needs to take a nap. And when he falls asleep, he uh, starts to dream, and he finds a gigantic cookie. And this cookie... I'm sorry. And Cookie Monster tries to take a bite out of him. But he's an angry, sentient cookie with a face. And it's not just that. He's actually a monster, like Cookie Monster. But as he says that, his furrowed brows shift from angry to just kind of depressed... And this poor guy looks super dejected. He offers to tell his tale to the Cookie Monster, warning him that it's a sad one, to which Cookie replies, it's okay, this is just a dream. Me got time. <laughs> uh, and as it turns out, you know, that old adage, you are what you eat, got the monster cookie. Yeah, he, he was a monster, he ate too many cookies, and he slowly morphed into a cookie, a literal cookie over time, uh, and then he starts sobbing until Cookie Monster wakes up. So is this like a, a parable for addiction? Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, yeah, the answer is the answer is yes. And actually, Cookie Monster will come to make jokes about that later on. Um, in like the I modern it was times. A, you are yeah. what you eat kind of thing. Yeah, it, it's, yeah. It's, yeah. it's that. Um, but at this point, the Cookie Monster vows to never eat cookies again and to eat healthy foods like carrots and fish, but maybe a cookie every once in a while. And that eventually becomes his shtick. A cookie is a sometimes food. Because in 2005, Aaron started getting upset about the unhealthy choices Cookie Monster was promoting. By 2006, the general media had a buzz around the term childhood obesity for the first time, uh, which I think has been fairly well uh, addressed since then. But rumors started circulating that the cookie monster was going to change to the veggie monster or the broccoli monster. Those rumors led people, uh, you know, pushing for that idea. So much so that the cookie monster had to address it publicly. So he went on a publicity tour in 2006 so, you know, starting out as a guest for Matt Lauer, who asked him if he was going to become the fruit monster. And the cookie replied, I eat fruit first and cookie for dessert. And he follows up with Martha Stewart and the Colbert Report saying that, you know, he doesn't like to eat the vegetables, but he's not going to change his name to the Brussels sprouts monster. And he had a troll past and he's like the Robert Downey Jr. of cookies. But he successfully spun the narrative he into a joke. That? Yeah, he said that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> But now, like, because, you know, successfully the, the campaign worked and now he's promoting healthy eating and his tweets uh, and public presence include that whole vegetable tiff as an ongoing joke, which is where we are today. But I also have a few things to say before we wrap things up. Cookie Monster has a rich history of music. Uh, of course, he actually has an album with Grover and whatnot. But I figured 
Um, I was going to play his song Healthy Food featuring Wycliffe Sean as the outro for today's episode. So, <laughs> so, so keep an ear out for that. Uh, and then two more quick things. He just turned 55 like a week ago. So happy birthday, Cookie Monster. Oh, hey. it was good. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Cookie Monster. I was going to ask. He looks great for 55. What do you guys think about the him being the veggie monster? Because at first I was like, oh, that kind of seems lame. But then I understand what they're trying to do. But then I was thinking like um, Popeye. Like, I mean, he was just obsessed with spinach. It seems like a way healthier choice, yeah. right? That's true. But how many kids do you see eating spinach for fun? Yeah, none. So you're saying that just doesn't work? It doesn't work. You think I don't know. It doesn't work, yeah. so they should have just kept him cookie monster, you think? I mean, he, he, is, he is definitively I mean, cookie monster. He's not going to change. Okay, yeah. he's not going to change. But, I mean, I like, I, especially since the whole, the whole concept of Sesame Street is like positive modeling. Yeah, it really does right? seem. Why not? Why not? So you would say make him the veggie monster or make him a cookie monster no, who eats in restraint? Him, yeah, make him the cookie monster, but I guess like, um, you know, promote healthy eating through, learn from his mistakes, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I would say- I think they should really just, they should depict cookie monster as being just a sad, disgusting slob. Oh, you no. know, he's, he gives in <laughs> to his worst- uh, That's so funny. His worst- uh, Man, they should just go super dark with it and like yeah. you never have a, a Cookie Monster skit. It's somebody else in the Muppet universe walking to his room and it's trashed and there's cookie crumbs mm-hmm. everywhere and he's in his underwear. It's, it's in the basement of his mom's house. It's Cookie Monster's family yeah. sobbing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like commercials. Bags of chips. Get out of here. Don't look at me. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do that. Can, Joey, can you do that in his voice? <laughs> can you? <laughs> No. I, don't look at me Get out of here. don't look at me i can't i can't even no, i no can't way. take this you're, you're yoda i think a little bit he has a little yoda at the end there yeah, i don't know yoda. how to do cookie monster that's why i wanted joey it's a local it's, expert it's oz it's gonna sound like yoda a little bit yeah it's mm-hmm. true but yeah anyway the last thing that i wanted to tell you guys is that you guys know the app ways like, you know, like it's basically like a, yeah, it's like the uh, maps traffic yeah. thing, right? Yeah. You can go into ways and you can switch your navigation to cookie monsters voice. Oh, that's great. That. Oh man. Oh, that's delightful. I feel like that's, it's so yeah. cool. I feel like I would get lost a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I would like it if it always directs you to like a cookie. Yeah. Yeah. Did he read? Yeah. No matter what. You it, put no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have to say about the cookie monster. Do you guys have anything else well, you'd like to add about Muppets? great and also very sad i love these old commercials uh they're so (laughs) i don't know i I mean like i think about it i'm like you can't show that on tv but then i've seen way worse stuff in other commercials and i think about it but for some reason because it's like a muppet doing it it feels so wrong are you talking about the violent one in the beginning where they stab each other yeah Mm -hmm. i like it when they just Um, just pulls the gun out and just shoots (laughs) so weird (laughs) Uh, Joey, are you going to post these on Instagram for uh, yeah. the listeners? Yeah, all this stuff is going to be up on Instagram. Great. It's at Storyhole uh, Podcast at Instagram. Yeah. Uh, send us plugs. an email at storyholepodcast at gmail.com too, if you have a second. If you want to do an audio recording of you doing the Cookie Monster voice, we'd love to hear it. Oh, yeah. yeah. We, need, we need one. That'd be great. We can do it. <laughs> yeah. If you have a minute, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast or whatever you listen to this on. And also, if you uh if you enjoy us, share this with a friend or with a with a family or with a lover. Share this with the whole family. <laughs> I like um, it with a family, not your family. With family. Yeah. Share family. us with a family. Any family, yeah. <laughs> Any family will do. Really. Find them. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do actually have a review to read today. Wow. We cool. have a review? Yes. 
Oh my God. Uh, Andrew Guzman. Thank you, Andrew. He sent us an email actually. And he said, I've been trying to leave a review, but I give up. I haven't used Apple stuff in about a decade. And I logged into my Apple account to find it was hacked. Who knows how long ago? And it's being used in Australia. <laughs> I spent hours on the phone trying to get it back so I could use it for the sole purpose of leaving a review. It's not working, so pretend this is the review on iTunes. <laughs> Great podcast. Diablo 2 is my favorite game of all time, and I wanted to listen to some lore and discovered you guys through that. Since then, I've started from the beginning, and I'm listening to multiple episodes a day. It's always playing in my car on the way to and from work and also at work. Uh, it's so great to be able to laugh and learn at the same time. I tend to find myself telling people all kinds of random tidbits of information uh, that I've heard from y'all. Definitely one of my favorite podcasts, and I have plenty to catch up on. Keep it up. Also, how about a deep dive into the world of Oddworld? Hey. Remember Oddworld? Odd Abe? Oh. Abe with the sewed up lips. Yeah, Abe's Oddworld. Yeah. That was yeah. my first kiss. It was like a PlayStation game. That was your first kiss? Yeah, I mean, Abe from Oddworld? That's why I don't know if it counts, because we had that sewing stuff between our two lips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks, Andrew. That's yeah, awesome. That's a really awesome. Sorry about your uh, yeah. Apple stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I told him that he needs to like, harness his inner Liam Neeson and go to Australia and go hunt it down. Because, well, here's the thing. You ever seen Kangaroo Jack? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. The plot of Kangaroo Jack is a kangaroo that steals, I think, a diamond, and uh, maybe a kangaroo stole this guy's um, Apple account. Yeah, I yeah. thought that's the plot of Kangaroo thing. Jack Possible. was some people steal Kangaroo Jack's daughter, but he has a particular set of skills. <laughs> That he goes after <laughs> kangaroos to, you know, for vengeance. Yeah. I think that's Crocodile Dundee. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. All I always get those Australian movies mixed up. <laughs> this is a daughter. <laughs> hey, guys. My, my last joke is uh, a kangaroo stole my virginity. That's why my name is Joey. Hey. <laughs> hey. Oh, <laughs> last okay. one. No more, Joey. Hey, well, no more. You're cut off. Last joke, huh? You went off on that yeah, one, Yeah, huh? learn, <laughs> learn from the cookie <laughs> monster. No more. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Goodbye. Bye, everyone. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Well, men, no cookie when they don't dish out lookie, trying to throw loyal fans a curve. What's he doing eating fish or vegetable dish, man? He sure got a lot of nerve. You did balanced diet. Come on and try it. No, believe how great you feel. Yeah. Munching carrots or beans or poultry or greens. Along with your chocolate chips. Hey. Banana whole plum will make you go yum. Nutrition is really hip. So Yo, healthy food. Boy, it tastes so good. Me one healthy dude. Cause me eat healthy food. Me love it. Boiled or stewed. Yeah, yeah.